When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Shockers and Cuss Words, a podcast that dives into self-improvement, completing goals, and overcoming modern-day obstacles. I am your host, Catherine, and together we will address our fears, establish self-awareness, and complete self-growth through honesty and reflection. Remember to please like and share this podcast. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, my name is Catherine. I am the podcast host of Chakras and Cuss Words, and I am super excited to be on here. I'm super excited to be talking about the crown chakra. So I'm going to tell you guys, I'm not going to do an introduction of what the chakras are. If you have been following me, if you are a podcast listener, you already kind of should have a feeling and and know where the shock where the chakras come from, um, how we use them, and really already understanding that energy source of the chakras. If you aren't really sure and you know you still want to learn more, I highly suggest that you check out my podcast and also you um, go through the introduction of the chakras and then understanding exactly what a chakra is. Also, you're going to want to definitely look at the um, the whole chakra series as a whole, starting from the root, starting from the introduction, and work your way up to um, where we are. And also then take a step into the in-depth understanding of the chakras. But I will give you guys a little bit of background. So the chakras are an energy source. They are traditionally from um, India. They are a philosophy. So you can't go to the hospital and say, I need a chakra uh, transplant, right? (laughs) So we have to understand how to balance our own energy and we have to understand how to use this to really work towards our benefit. And sometimes it will be our benefit with interpersonal growth. It will also be our benefit in relationships. Sometimes there is a um, disconnect with chakra energies in the relationship, right? And sometimes that can kind of have a downfall on the relationship when we think about it like that. So the chakra that we are on right now is the crown chakra. And I will do a little um, insert or a little description of what the crown chakra is, because I know so many people are still kind of not sure where it is that um, the crown chakra is. The crown chakra is traditionally our last chakra. So the chakras all kind of move up this um, midline center, 
It starts with the root chakra, which is directly almost at our tailbone, and then it goes up to the sacral, which is centered around our passion, and then it goes to our solar plex, which is centered around our power and willpower, and then it moves up to our heart chakra, which is really the center of love, trust, and even actually um, abundance with money when we really get into it, right? We really tap into that chakra. Then it goes to the throat chakra and the third eye chakra. And then here we are at the crown chakra. And I will tell you guys that um, the chakras can be aligned, right? You can be in some area of alignment of the chakras, but they can also be depleted, blocked, and excessive. And a lot of people fail to acknowledge the excessive. And it's just because they don't understand the chakra energy. I I consider myself an alchemist. I uh, work with lots of different types of energy. I work with astrological energy, and I also work with the chakra energy. So taking in the knowledge that everything is energy and everything is within our own energy alignment, right? And how do we use that energy? How do we manipulate that energy? How do we create the atmosphere that we want? And this is kind of what the crown chakra resembles is how have we come up this ladder, this ladder of energy and this ladder of understanding that we almost create our own universal path, right? We create our own destiny. And this is almost like, and if I was going to be like on a very spiritual, um, a very spiritual type of analyzation, this is almost like your surrender, right? Like you hear so many people talk about surrender to the divine. You surrender to the universe. You surrender to the fact that there's certain things you can't control, right? There's certain things that are just out of our hand. There's certain things that, you know, maybe just happen that we have no control of. But how do we surrender to that energy when we don't feel aligned with it, right? When we don't trust it or or it's put us in a center of grief. And it comes with a lot of understanding of your first three chakras, which would be your root, your sacral, and your solar plex. And then having that space to really understand where it is in the first three And then working your way back up, finding that alignment where you realize, hey, maybe my my heart chakra is excessive. And with an excessive heart chakra, I have very deficient boundaries, right? People are, are just not acknowledging my boundaries or I have very, of my own personal boundaries are very limited. And um, now I've developed a relationship that almost feels very clingy and I'm very fearful they might leave or I'm very fearful of um, being in the relationship longer. It just depends on what that person's chakra alignment looks like. But the crown chakra really resembles that area of understanding your energy and understanding the surrender and understanding not only the conscious state 
of the thoughts, but also the unconscious state as well. And understanding that there's certain things you're just not going to be able to change, right? And that's with all energy. And when I think of it, I think of like astrological energy. There's certain things in the cosmos we're just not going to be able to change, right? We can't change our birth chart. We can't change where we were born. We can't change our genetics. We can't change our genetic makeup. We can't change the science and the energy behind it, but we can learn to surrender and acknowledge it. And the crown chakra is really that presence of awareness and awareness of the self-awareness, right? The self-awareness is one of the... One of the things that we tap into unconsciously, right? We unconsciously tap into the self-awareness, acknowledging when you're cold, acknowledging when you're fearful, acknowledging when you're sad, acknowledging when um, somebody touches you, acknowledging things that you like and things that you don't like, right? And acknowledging that in a way where you understand that you can somehow manipulate that energy. You can either decide if you're going to continue to put yourself in this frequency or are you going to remove yourself from this frequency. And also the thing about understanding our own self-awareness is knowing that we can react a certain way. And this is something that like really happens with relationships, right? Is having that awareness that we can act a certain way, we can say something, we can have a reaction in our own energy frequency, and that might change the situation of somebody else's energy frequency. So, for instance, let's say we have somebody and they have um they ha- they have a relationship, and the both the crown um, chakras are are hitting that energy, right? They both have frequency. They're not depleted. They're using their awareness to trust their intentions and they're using their awareness to trust. And in the relationship, let's say there's um, there's some conflict, right? Maybe, a, maybe one of the partners was having an affair. Maybe one of the partners um, decided to gamble away the money the down payment that they had for their house, right? That they were going to recently purchase a house. And when the couples decide, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to gamble this away, right? I'm not really going to um, save it for the house. I'm going to go ahead and gamble this away. Um, bad move, right? Bad move on their own awareness. And it get, turns into this heated argument, very heated argument. And let's say the wife says in the relationship, you know, I am just so tired of you and it starts to get really heated. And then she understands that it's time for her to step away, right? It's almost getting to this area where it's starting to feel the energy frequency is very intense. And if you've ever been in a room where the energy frequency is very intense, um, it's very volatile, it's very solar plex driven, which is power driven, um, she she recognizes that and she goes you know i i need to go outside in some ways her energy frequency has shifted 
the partner's energy frequency, right? If she would have continued to have an excessive solar plex energy, an excessive throat chakra energy, and continue to say, you know, good, blah, 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 you know, you, this is all your fault, which who knows, maybe it is, right? Um, or maybe there was a cluster of issues in the relationship. This is all your fault and I'm, I'm over it. I'm over you, F you. And you know, she gets very volatile and then he might get very volatile as well. And what happens in the relationship ends up, the relationship just gets more toxic. But since she was able to eliminate her own excessive energy that was caused by areas of being upset, anger, and these are all emotions that we are allowed to feel. We are all allowed to feel anger. We are all allowed to feel sadness, betrayal. We're allowed to feel our emotions. But sometimes we aren't allowed to let our emotions have a sense where we lose our awareness. And that's what the solar, um, the solar plex is very excessive. And if you lose that area of awareness, if somehow this excessive solar plex chakra just completely takes over, the crown chakra is going to have no energy source, it's going to have no awareness, and it's going to be acting on impulse, very impulsive. It's the fire element, right? When we think of the solar plex is that fire element. And it's going to become very impulsive. And the next thing you know, it's going to turn into something huge, huger than what it was, right? Huger than what it should have been. And, um, but when you understand that awareness, you know, you can remove yourself from a situation and you can have that awareness towards your own um, energy. It, it can be difficult, especially in those heated relationships, right? Especially in those heated topics or those heated debates of who's right and who's wrong. But let's talk about the crown chakra and the, the traits of the crown chakra, because this is what we're here for. And I'm actually um, thanking everybody because this is the last of the crown chakra series. Um, this is the last of the in-depth understanding of the chakra series. And then for the podcast listeners, we will actually be moving on to all the astrological alignments. Um, and we will be starting with the planetary. So the planets. So we will be learning about the planets together. And then we will be moving on to the zodiacs. And then we will be moving on to the houses and the degrees. And then I'm not going to do a lot of the conjunctions or a lot of that. But it's just going to be a basic understanding. So you guys can kind of understand the alchemy of astrology and how it has a resemblance to the chakras. And then after that, then we will touch back on to healing and working through each chakra. And that will be a, I haven't thought of a title yet of that series, but um, that will be what we will be working on. So I just want to let you guys know that we will be doing a break of the chakras and diving into astrology. And then we will be going back to the chakras on healing and releasing and balancing each chakra interpersonally. And all my listeners know, 
Reiki is a tool. <laughs> if you are a Reiki master, um, Reiki is a tool. It's a resource that you can use, right? It's like, it's like part of it, but the chakras and living within your chakras and having an understanding of your chakras is an everyday practice. It's something we work at every day. It's not going to a Reiki session. It's not doing one meditation. It's not doing one yoga pose and then it's all gone, right? Then it's all, then it's all fixed. It's, it's all aligned. It doesn't work like that. So the seven chakra, the consciousness, the awareness is the crown chakra. And that is on the top of our head. It resembles where a crown would be. The name is Saharsara. And what that basically means is a thousand folds, a thousand times. So it's an energy source of a thousand, right? It's very intense. It's also the purpose and the overall goal of the crown chakra is to have an awakening, to reach that spiritual presence where you have surrendered to the divine, where you understand the divine, where you understand the awareness behind the message of the energy. And you've somewhat accepted it, right? And you've somewhat decided, I, I might have had a hard time accepting this. I might have had a, a rough hill getting up here. Um, I might've had a, a rough moment where I trust the universe, right? Especially if we came from an area of grief or trauma, sometimes trusting the universe and surrendering feels very hard because it's very hard for us to say, I can trust, I can trust my journey. Um, it's an understanding of the enlightenment that not only you hold, um, but the universe holds. You know, the universe has been here before us, before time, right? Really before the essence of time, before a calendar, the universe has been here. Um, the energy of the universe has been here. The energy of the universe has really been set in a space. And if that is energy that you accept through religion, spirituality, or a group of friends, or a group of presence of being outside, or the alchemy of the life. That's solely up to you. Whatever feels the most comfortable for you, whatever area space that you enjoy should be what you are centered in. And it is the spiritual essence of the awareness of the universe. And that can be God. That can be your own spiritual preference but it is having that state of understanding that there is enlightenment and there is that higher enlightenment. And the elements that we really pick up on when we are thinking about the crown chakra is the area of thought, the area of thought and decisions and that consciousness, that area where we say, I have a thought I have a message in my head and I'm either going to choose to accept this message, to listen to this message, to hear this message out, or I'm going to choose to let this message leave. 
let this message release. And um, that's almost kind of like the cognition when we think about like almost like anxiety, right? When that root chakra starts to feel a little unbalanced and that fear starts to kind of come up and that fear is like, oh my goodness, okay, I'm scared. And we have to think, are you scared because you're anxious? Are you nervous because something is happening from old trauma that is very root-based? Or are you anxious because something in the energy is happening in your third eye and your intuition is kicking in and saying, you need to trust this. You need to have an awareness where you trust this and you trust this energy alignment and you either remove yourself out of the situation or you get that intuitive message where you say, hey, maybe I I need to call for help or whatever. But having that understanding of the thought and having that understanding of the conscious state is the crown. So sometimes when people know it's um, like, let's say a a root-based trauma, the thought is coming from anxiety, they can acknowledge this is a thought. This is a thought. And I'm going to watch this thought move away. I'm going to watch this thought leave my present state. I'm going to watch my thought kind of resemble a cloud. And that cloud is going to slowly move past. It's going to slowly move past that area of making me feel fear, making me feel uneasy or making me feel unsafe or unstable. And that thought is not serving me. But for instance, if it's the third eye, and this this is one that I have a, I do want most of you to understand that the third eye can come from an intuitive place that picks up that, hey, you're not safe right now. Get out of there. And sometimes we acknowledge it right away and we use our survival instinct because that's what the third eye kind of does is tap into our survival instinct of saying, I'm seeing something that you're not seeing right now, but I'm giving you this message to see it. And it's not the same type of fear or instability as anxiety. It comes with more of a trust factor where when you have the third eye alignment, kind of speaking to you, kind of showing you, kind of allowing you to see, it feels more of a trust factor versus when it comes from anxiety and when it comes from that root chakra element, that root chakra background of this is making me very fearful and this feels very unstable. Also with the crown chakra, when we are thinking about the awareness and the developmental age. So for those who've listened through the whole, um, (laughs) my two series, I'm so thankful that this is um, the second series. But for those who have listened to all of the series, and especially in the in-depth of um, the chakra series, I s- explained to you guys that there is developmental ages that really affect each chakra. 
that really affect each chakra. And and sometimes it's kind of hard for people to understand that, right? The root chakra starts with womb, in the womb, and even to the first year of life, a little bit to the second, the the, the sacral, you know, kind of like when you're a toddler and you move up. For the crown chakra, and for you to really understand each developmental age, I totally recommend listening to the whole series of in-depth of the chakras. Um, and if you guys have any questions, you could put them in the chat. You can um, listen to the series. But if you guys have any questions about the crown chakra, I will answer it um, in the chat. It starts in early adulthood. And um, the early adulthood element with the crown chakra, it really makes sense, right? Because in early adulthood is when we're making a lot of hard decisions, a lot of life path decisions, a lot of destiny decisions. We're making the, um, decision that, you know, maybe I want to move out. Maybe I want to move out for my parents. Maybe I want to start this career. Maybe I want to start my own business. Maybe I want to start this long-term relationship. Um, You're making decisions that overall are a little bit more centered than the developmental age of, let's say, the throat chakra, which the throat chakra is like early, early, um, like your early teenage years, right? Your, your, um, early adolescent years. And then it kind of works up to, um, the third eye, which is kind of like the teenage years, but the throat chakra, you're like, why doesn't anybody listen to me? Right. It's kind of like this. Um, I, I feel like I'm talking and nobody understands me. Nobody's listening to me type age group. But when you are on your crown chakra, you already have that understanding that I am in control of these decisions. I am in control. Like I can listen to my parents. Um, I can listen to my background. I can listen to um, all types of people, but I'm the one who makes that decision. I'm the one who makes that early life decision. Am I going to get a job? Am I going to go to school? Am I going to move out of state? What am I going to do? Am I going to have a family? we're really the ones who are creating those life path decisions. And um, the developmental age doesn't stop. And that's something that we have to understand when we're dealing with the crown chakra. The crown chakra, the fact that you guys are all in here, um, lets me know that your crown chakra is open. Your crown chakra is ready to gain knowledge. It is very similar to that upper level, um, for those who know astrology, to the upper level house placements, the 12th house, the 11th house, the 10th house. It's having that understanding like there's seeks so much. There's still so much to gain, right? It's kind of like that ninth house placement. Like, I still need this wisdom. I still need this knowledge. I want to gain this knowledge. Um, And I plan on on gaining knowledge by putting myself in situations where I do gain it, where I do receive it. 
a deficient crown chakra looks very blocked. It looks like somebody who doesn't want to receive anything else. It's almost like the, it's blocked. It's like they don't want to see any more information. They don't want to have any more knowledge or it's very hard for them to trust their decisions. This might be somebody who has been thinking about doing something, but they literally um, cannot trust their decisions. It takes them forever to figure out uh, what decision they want to make, right? Um, it comes a long, it's a long, long time for them to really figure it out. And, um, and the crown chakra energy source is the energy source that you're going to have your whole life. It should be open your whole life. Um, you should be aware of it your whole life till the time that you move on to another life, to the time that you move on to another essence of where it is that you want to be in this universe, right? Where it is that you want to um, stay, where does the soul want to rest? And um, it is the journey. It is the journey of energy. And where does that energy go? And having an acceptance of it. And that's a big one. Um, and it is really your spiritual essence, your spiritual awareness. Also for the, um, uh, the area of the crown chakra, the orientation is the self-knowledge. And a lot of people, when they hear of self-knowledge, it's kind of like that, that, you know, that, Ooh, I don't know if I want to, I don't want to know. I don't know if I want to share everything I know. Right. I don't know if I want to share all this knowledge, all this awareness with everybody, but understanding that, you know, it, right. Like I have people who, um, <laughs> you know, are a little younger than me. They or sometimes on TikTok or whatever. And they'll be like, Oh, you, you know, you witch or whatever, or you, um, you, you know, or they get very like religious based on me, which is fine. You know, you, you love your religion. That's, I totally get it. And for whatever reason you feel like I'm compromising it, that's totally fine. But the thing is, I know personally, I'm not going to sit here and go back and forth with them for what I already understand the knowledge that I have. I already acknowledge that I have a specialty in a practice that they aren't used to, that they were never taught, that they unconsciously and consciously can't accept because to them it's out there. It's too far out there, right? It's too far out of that reality base for them. So they can't acknowledge it. They can't, they can't understand it. And that's fine. I can understand their religion and I can understand my own practices because I'm at a different energy space than they are. Also, um, knowing that and knowing yourself acknowledge. Um, and one of the things that I want to say about the area of, in it, and it is in some way the demon area of the crown chakra, because like I said, all chakras can be blocked. They can be depleted. They can be excessive. And sometimes when we have excessiveness 
in the crown chakra. It shows as ignorance and it shows at this area of no, 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 no. I'm always right. I know you, what you said, but what you said is wrong. And it, and it has that solar plex, that narciss, almost that narcissistic area. Usually people with an excessive crown chakra, it's almost like an excessiveness of um, a spiritual sense because it is a very, very, very spiritual and thought process sense. So this might be somebody who might look like a cult leader. <laughs> and when we think about cult leaders, they have that self self acknowledgement or self uh, delusion where they feel like they are a higher energy source than anybody else, right? They don't under they don't understand how come others aren't seeing this. It's almost like that that grandiosity of I am a god. I am the leader of this and this is how come you all should follow me, right? And I hate to say this, but it almost feels like it's kind of coming more uh, like I see it sometimes in the um the spiritual communities and it it's kind of like that area where you just like want to step away. Like it's like you aren't achieving in life because you haven't tapped into me. You aren't achieving in life because you don't understand what I am sharing. It's your fault that you aren't completing your goals because you haven't purchased my package, right? It's your fault you aren't spiritually divine because you are on my retreat. It's, it's that ego sense. And that is kind of like the 12th house placement as well, that strong ego sense and that strong godly sense of I am right, my thoughts are right, and yours are all wrong. And unless you join me, you're going to still be living on this path that isn't going to feel quite aware, isn't going to feel quite vibrant, and you're going to continue to have issues. You're going to continue to have problems. So that is almost like that demon and excessive sense of the crown chakra. Also, when we think of what is our overall goal when it comes to the crown chakra, what is our overall goal and understanding of the crown chakra, very similar to the throat in the essence of we have the right to gain knowledge. Just like with the throat, we have the right to communicate. We have the right to speak. We have the right for other people to hear us. With the crown, it's we have the right to gain knowledge. We have that right to, let's say we grew up in a house that, um, and I'm going to use religion because religion is something that um, I feel that a lot of people are tied into. And I, you know, I, it comes with a lot of um, root base. It comes with a lot of the household, traditions, culture, whatever, right? For instance, let's say um, we have somebody who was raised, um, they were raised 
let me say they were raised in a uh, house that maybe they were Baptists, right? And that's how they grew up. They grew, grew up um, in a Baptist household. And um, that was you know, what their parents practiced. That's kind of where they were at. But somewhere in their, in their life, they started to ask questions or they sta- started to maybe want to learn more about other religions. And I think religions are beautiful. I think um, each religion, each um, practice has its own center of beauty. It has its own center of message and people should do what works best for them. Maybe they decide, I think I want to learn about Buddhism. And of course, OMG, you can't go to the church and tell them, now nah, I'm going to be a Buddha. And guess what? I'm not, eat- I'm not eating any meat anymore. I'm completely switched, right? And I've seen this in a lot of cultures where people have decided to do a change. And even if it means just like eating meat, right? I've decided I want to be a vegan now. This is their own personal preference. This is their own personal preference. But for some reason, it doesn't sit well with the collective, right? It doesn't sit well with the um, the church or it doesn't sit well with the parents, the parental unit, or it doesn't sit well with the cousins or the, the um, family members, right? They're like, what? Wait, what? You aren't, you aren't going to Bible study with us anymore? Like what? You're now going to a temple, like a Buddhist temple? Like what is going on, right? But that person has understand their right. Their right to know other things. Their right to know other traditions, other cultures, and their right to know what it is. And their right to know that they can trust their thoughts, that they can trust that area space of awareness where they say, yes, I am going to become centered in this more. And you might see less of me over here. But that is their right to gain that knowledge. And we all have it. Also, when we think of the sound and when we get into mantras of the chakras and for those who don't know, like for instance, when we are thinking of like the chakra, um, let's say we'll use the, the, the third, no, let's use, let's use the fifth chakra, which is the, um, throat, right? So the throat chakra is all about, all about sound. So the mantra or the chant, if we are chanting would be hum, you know, if we were in meditation and we decided we wanted to really open up that throat and maybe do some chanting, do some light language, whatever it is that you prefer to tap into that energy source, whatever really gets you in that space. If it's humming, if it's singing, speaking, wherever it is. For the crown, it's actually silence. And it's just being silent in that almost like meditative state. And I know meditation can sometimes be very difficult for people. And and it's difficult for me. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. Um, I'm a guided meditation um, speaker. It's something that I do. I work people through their meditative state. Um, 
I don't always use guided meditation. Sometimes I just use no meditation. I just use the silence. And getting there takes time. I mean, you got to give yourself two-minute meditations, three-minute meditations. Work your way up to where you feel okay of being in the silence. Sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, I keep thinking about like, what should I cook for dinner? Or I keep thinking about how come he hasn't texted me back or what's going on with that girl in my class or um, is my, you know, you're just thinking about all kinds of other stuff, but trying to turn it off is the part that takes a while and work yourself up. You don't have to be meditating for 30 minutes. You don't have to be meditating for 15 minutes. Give yourself a minute, give yourself two minutes, give yourself that, that energy to enjoy the silence. The colors for the crown chakra is like a violet, almost like a very pale violet. I know in the pictures, when we look at a lot of the chakra diaphragms, it almost, um, looks like a lavender, which it could be like a violet lavender, but traditionally it's almost like resemble like a violet, almost white, clear color like that, um, that, that place that feels very, um, silent and it feels very sacred. Um, one of the things that you want to always think about when we are, talking about the crown chakra is paying attention, paying attention to the, the other chakra elements, right? Like paying attention to, yes, this, this feels good, right? This, this feels aligned and that could be the root. That could be the, the sacral, the solar plex, the, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and then the crown. And when all of them kind of check off, right? Like you're like kind of mentally go through them, like saying, and and I'm going to tell you when you're making a decision and I help people with their chakras through their business, when you're making a decision, especially if it's like a decision, you're not really sure if you want to surrender with, right? You're not really sure if you want to make this decision, have that full trust with that decision. Look at it through each chakra, look at it through each one and say, okay, with my root, does this, does this feel safe? Does this feel secure? Does this feel stable? See where you feel with that, with the solar plex. Does, does this feel like something I can continue to do? Will I have power to continue to do this? Do I have that energy source where I want to continue this flame? I want to continue that initiative. And with the, the throat, are people hearing my message? Am I expressing my message in this decision? And look at it through each decision before you are fully centered on the um, on making it, especially um, with the crown. And also, I am a big believer of letting the mind rest. Um, it, you know, that's why with my podcast, it's not just about, um, it's not just about the chakra system. It's not just about astrology. Um, those who are podcast subscribers, they know I have, um, I have meditations on there and it's because we have to let the mind rest, right? So that's why one day it may be a discussion. It may be energy surrounded, 
by, let's say, the chakras or energy surrounded by a conversation or astrology, but then the next week it's going to be a meditation. Because we have so much knowledge to gain, right? We have the right to know what it is our heart desires, what it is that crown chakra is letting us take in. But we also have the right to say the mind needs to rest. The, the mind needs the break, right? The, the mind needs this energy source of silence. And I love, I absolutely adore meditation. And I just want everybody to know that meditation. And when we are thinking about the crown chakra, that meditation comes in many forms. There's walking meditation. There's grounding meditation. There's mantra meditation. There's breath meditation where you're observing your breaths. You're observing that breathing frequency. You're breathing techniques. There's also um, focusing on an image, right? Focusing on an image, a visualization. Um, A lot of people like that. I just got into storytelling um, for some of the meditations that I create where it's more like a center of a storytelling. I'm telling a story about, I just did one about the sun and now um, I did one for the moon and it's telling the story of the sun and of the moon. So understanding that there's different types of meditation, there's different types where you can let the mind rest, you can let the mind um, gain possibly even focus, right? You could focus on an image. You could focus on the chakras. You can focus on, and this is one of my favorite meditations to do when I am um, meditating or I am releasing energy for each chakra or I'm trying to receive energy in each chakra is to do a meditation where you visualize each chakra in that midline structure in that midline format and you're visualizing each color you're visualizing the wheel turning and for those who don't know chakra means wheel uh, basically means like spinning wheel and some people believe that it looks like a spear some people believe that it looks like a traditional wheel but but visualizing the red frequency. How does it feel? How does it look? Does it look blocked? Does your root feel safe? Is it is it feeling um, balanced? And as it's going up to the, to the uh, sacral, is that orange color? How does the orange color feel? Does it have that warmth? Because we have to remember that is the, um, the area of warmth. And it is a water element too. For those who didn't know, the the sacral chakra is a water element. And then we have the solar plex, which is a fire element. And how does that feel? Is it warm? Is it getting warmer? Is it is it a yellow vibrant color or is it kind of dim? Maybe the, vib- the vibrancy isn't so strong, right? And working your way up the chakra ladder, as I like to call it, right? The midline of the chakras. Also, sometimes you can be solving problems during meditation, which a lot of people, when they think of meditation, they think, how am I going to solve a problem? But concentrating on what it is that you wish to gain, what it is that you wish to gain knowledge of. And I will hear a lot of um, spiritualists, and this does kind of tap into that area of manifesting, 
um, manifesting through meditation, manifesting through dream, manifesting through the energy of your atmosphere is basically what it is, right? Understanding that area of energy and that the energy you surround yourself is going to be the energy you receive. The energy that you release is going to be traditionally the energy you receive. Where you put energy, it will grow. I've had people say, you can't ask a question during meditation. Why the fuck not? I mean, like seriously, why the fuck not? If I am centered in my right to gain knowledge, my right to have understanding, my right to accept the thoughts of my practice, of my spiritual essence, of my thoughts, how come I can't ask a question to the universe? People pray to God, right? People pray to all the gods, to all the churches, you know, to all whatever religion base they have. And I, I, you know, in essence, pray to God as well. I can ask my question. And that's the, that's the divine thing about the universe, about the cosmos, about the energy source is acknowledging that you can ask. And it doesn't mean you're seeking. I know because I, I do believe if you seek too hard, the universe will automatically hear it as what you don't have. And it creates that alignment of a block. But understanding the crown chakra is almost really understanding your awareness of energy and the awareness of your own manifestations. It's the telling the universe what it is that you will receive. And many people, for those who don't know, I have a story, and I'm not going to get into it too much, of how I manifested the gender of my child. And people were like, that is insane, but really it's not. Many people have this area space where they can manifest to a very high potential. They can manifest to a very strong potential where they can manifest exactly where it is they want to be in their path, right? Where it is that they want to be in their present state. When I was going through nursing school, a lot of people, if you are new here, you might not know that I'm a registered nurse. When I was going through nursing school, I didn't come from a medical background at all. I had no medical background. I was doing accounting at my dad's shop. I was doing um, an arts and crafts class at a local school. I was kind of like a stay-at-home mom. I didn't really have um, a full profession. I didn't really have a full career base. And I had a lot of life obstacles. But I, and, and I don't want to put down the profession or I don't want to put down how hard it was in nursing school. It was extremely hard and it was extremely challenging, but I accepted and I trust my thought and I basically manifested through nursing school in different ways. I used sound energy. Um, I used visualization. I used storytelling and I manifested it. There were times that, I mean, I barely passed. I have learning disabilities. Um, as a child, I was always in the resource um, program. 
And nursing school was extremely difficult. It was extremely difficult to learn medical information when you don't have a medical background. It's, it's very challenging. And um, I just kept reinforcing, reinforcing 75 to stay alive. I would, I had my own mantra and the 75 was all I needed to pass the nursing program. And that's literally all I got was 75. I didn't get an 80. I didn't get a 85. I didn't get a 74. My transcripts were right on that GPA, 75 to stay alive. And I said it every single day as I was getting ready to drive into San Francisco, to drive into the city and being stuck in traffic for two hours, I would tell myself 75 to stay alive, 75 to stay alive. That's all you need to get. That's all you need to get 75 to stay alive. And I passed. So you can manifest a lot. You can manifest a lot in your life path. The universe will hear you. Your crown chakra will hear you. Your energy source will hear you. But creating that energy alignment is the acceptance and their surrendering to the divine and surrendering to the thought process of the crown. And it comes in many ways. If it is meditation, if it is development, if it is understanding that wherever you put your energy, you will grow, right? You will pick up that pace. If, if you want to, and this is in, and, and I've, I've done a lot. I've been in this game. <laughs> I mean, like now that I think about it, I've been in this game for a very long time of content creation, of teaching, of education, of nursing, of alchemy. Um, I started reading astrology when I was like 13. I've been in this game for a very long time. And um, one of the things that is hard for people to understand is where you put your energy it will grow. There's no, I can't, and there's no, it, I'm just not good at it. It's because you have to put that full potential into it. And sometimes, and, and trust me, and I'm going to talk about weight loss real quick, because this has been a, a challenge that I have been. So for those who don't know, I used to do a lot of, um, almost like bodybuilding, working out, and I de devoted like two hours a day. This is, this is the, that excessiveness of the solar plex, right? I developed like almost two hours a day before work. I'd wake up at like 4 a.m. and go hit the gym. And, and this is when I was working in the emergency room as an emergency room nurse. And I would develop two hours, sometimes an hour and a half to working out. And I was eating extremely clean. I was eating extremely clean food, like, um, steamed green beans and, uh, tilapia. Like <laughs> I wasn't eating, uh, cheeseburgers or French fries. You know what I mean? I was eating extremely clean foods 80 to 90% of the time. I was probably in amazing shape. Um, physically when I look at the pictures, I'm like, damn, I wish I could get back there. Right. <laughs> but I wasn't necessarily extremely happy about it. Or I was feeling very burnt out because it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to be in that aspect where you devote everything to this, to a lifestyle, but that's where I was putting my energy, right? 
when I stop putting my energy in that specific hobby or that specific area of my life, of course, I'm not as physically fit as I once was, right? I'm not um, as muscular as I was. I'm not um, as thin as I was because I'm not putting my energy in that space as I was before. Yeah, I still go to the gym and I work out but I'm not on that high intense solar plex energy where I'm putting all my initiative to that. I have my podcast. I have content creation that I'm creating. I have the guided meditations that I create for people. So I can't put all my energy to the two hours a day like I used to, but wherever you put your energy towards, it will grow. And that even goes to the people who kill plants. I know there's some people who are like, I just can't grow plants. No, you can. You you can grow plants in your house. You just have to put energy towards that, right? You just have to look up the plant. What is the plant like? How often do you feed the plant? Where do you put the um, the plant? And I don't want to get too off topic, but let's get into the areas of the deficient, excessive, and what a balanced crown chakra looks like. And then we will be closing out this room with a message. Um, So for the deficient crown chakra, these people, I'm like these people, which is a majority of us, can be very critical, very kind of, mm, I don't, I guess you could say almost like, oh no, that's stupid. I don't want to learn about that. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Um, almost like that energy where it feels like they're holding back on learning something new, right? This is a blocked or deficient crown chakra. They can have very rigid self-beliefs, um, very rigid belief system in general, um, it's it's very kind of like abrasive that other people are um, telling them something that they just don't get, right? They're like, I don't get this. I, I, I don't, I don't want to get this. Um, this so this would be um, user 69852020 zillion who came onto TikTok and was like, you are a witch. I hope you burn in hell. <laughs> That's like that, right? somebody who won't acknowledge their own self-beliefs and they don't even, this is like the people who develop troll accounts and they don't even have a name, right? They just have an alphabet (laughs) by their name and and it's basically just to tell everybody else why they are wrong. Um, They lack the ability to understand other people's logic. They lack lack that ability to... um, even like compromise in the fact like, okay, um, I don't agree with it, right? There's certain things that I don't agree with. Um, I might respect, you know, other people's thought processes or I might respect um, their religious beliefs. And the crown chakra is the most spiritual essence of the chakra system. So that's why you'll hear me talk about a lot about religion. I might um, not agree with that, religious belief, but, um, I'm going to respect it. I'm not going to go on their, their, um, I'm not going to go and cause problems. I'm not going to like 
put a post and say, this is why I don't believe you. This is why you're wrong. Da, 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 da. I respect them. Everybody's entitled. Everybody has the right to have their own wisdom. Everybody has the right to have their own thought logic. That is your right. They might have learning disabilities. So when I was growing up as a child and like when I was in the nursing program, learning was hard. Learning was very hard because it was hard for me to gain that knowledge. And we sometimes see this with children with learning disabilities. People can be teaching them exactly how they've been taught to teach, but for whatever reason, that child or that adult is having a hard time receiving that energy. They're having a very hard time of acknowledging that energy, of understanding that energy. And that's not their fault. It's just that they aren't able to receive that energy. There's probably another chakra alignment that is misaligned somewhere, possibly with the throat, um, possibly with the heart. So understanding that not everybody's going to receive that message the way that you receive it. Sometimes, and, and in all honesty, like when I think of the difference between the way the, and let's look at like a school age uh, group of kids, right? The way a boy learns is probably very different than a way the girl learns. And, um, and that's why, you know, I understand like children have learning disabilities. I understand that children have areas of mental illness. I understand that there's ADHD, but also we have to understand that not all people learn the same. It's like my son was very, um, very active as a, as a younger boy. He was very active. He's still pretty active. Um, and he didn't do well in school. I didn't do well in school. So I had that understanding that it wasn't because he didn't want to learn. It was just very hard for him. And I remember they said, oh, um, they called me and they said, oh, you know, we want to have him tested for ADHD. If you, if you have a child with ADHD, I'm not here to judge whatever people do with um, their children and making the right decision is the best thing for their family, I totally get. For me, they called me and they said, we want to have your, your child tested for ADHD. And I said, how come? And they said, well, because he's very problematic in class. He's, you know, uh, doing outbursts. He's um, doing all these things, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's the class clown, all this stuff. And I said, yeah, you know, we can test him for ADHD. That's fine. But I just want you guys to know that if it comes back that he has ADHD, I'm not putting my children on I'm not putting my son on a medication, not putting him on any medication for ADHD. Um, and basically, I don't care. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with it, right? Um, you might have to learn a different way to teach him. So it comes back that he doesn't have ADHD. What he has is a hyper fucking personality and probably he's a kid and he doesn't like being in the classroom, <laughs> right? So... I just want to say that I feel that a lot of people are quick to put children on medications because for whatever reason in the school system, they aren't learning correctly. They aren't learning at the area that they should be learning at. And they're saying that, you know, it's because they have all these areas of 
of learning disabilities or ADHD. But we have to also think about, is this child actually receiving that energy correctly for them? Because some people hate learning by the traditional book method, the lecture method, the voice teaching method. Sometimes they have to be outside. Sometimes they have to be doing the actual project. You know, it depends on who this child is and what it is that they like. And some people have no use for certain things that are being taught in the school. And that's just my acknowledgement. Um, I have a friend who's actually homeschooling all her children. I have another friend who's homeschooling um, her children as well because they were told to believe that they um, had learning disabilities or they were told to believe that they had um, diagnoses that they didn't have or that the parents didn't feel comfortable putting them on the the medication. But for each its own and especially if you have no other alternative and you aren't seeing any improvement. But this is another thing too. If you have your child on a medication and you're not seeing any improvement, I would reevaluate that again. And I know it's very difficult to homeschool. Trust me, there's no way in hell I would be able to homeschool my kids. I don't have the patience. Um, so my hat goes off to all those parents who do or have their children in a COP program, like where they do co-parenting. So learning difficulties we see in a deficient crown chakra and also materialism and self-indulgement. So this would be somebody who is shopping um, to feel that void, right? Have you ever heard of like the stress shopper, the impulse shopper, um, that area of feeling like I need all these things. All these things validate who I am. All these things are the right decision to make. Um, I should have um, designer designer stuff. And if, if you like designer stuff, I totally get that. Um, I have a few designer things. I have a few things that um, I've spent, you know, a lot of money on. Um, and when I think about it, I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't even use that purse or, or why did I, um, I don't know. And at the time, you know, I was buying that energy. I was buying that moment. I was buying that memory because let's be honest, a bag is a bag, right? You just put your stuff in a purse and you take it with you and it's that, that's it, you know, but but also I get, you know, people want to look good, feel good. And um, sometimes the material possessions resemble that, resemble that area of treat, resemble that area of goal, resemble that area of confidence. So sometimes it could be the self-indulgence where it's only about you, right? It's only about you. So like if you're walking around in like $200 pair of shoes and you're getting like your kid stuff from the thrift store, like there's a problem there, right? Um, or if you are the ones indulging in like, let's say gambling, let's say you have an addiction, that's probably also an excessive solar plex as well. You have an addiction where you're like gambling, 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 gamble all the, the family's money away, 
that's that's only about you that that self-indulgence right and um and sometimes yes we have to have that little self-indulgence right there's got to be times that yes we sign up for a a course or we sign up for um a yoga class we sign up and um maybe go to the spa or go to a spiritual retreat and we have that energy where it it brings us that indulgence brings us that confidence but when it's only for us and then our partner or or our other person in our energetic circle says oh i would like to indulge in a little bit for myself too and you're like no (laughs) gotta check that chakra energy Okay, so areas of excessiveness, and this is where we see um, it a lot with religions. So when you have that um, that area of grandiosity where you're frantically worshiping, right? Like, um, oh gosh, I saw, <laughs> I saw, and you know, if if you're like super religious. Um, I totally get like um, why you might be offended, but sometimes uh, I remember on TikTok I saw this mom and it was like a news interview and she was like, my children will not be participating in Halloween. My children will not be. And she's like, how do I like this list of stuff her children will not be participating in? And I get if like you're a Jehovah Witness or if, you know, that is your religion base, but the, but this is this is the thing. It's like okay, you don't want your children to participate in Halloween because it might be satanic and blah blah blah, and um, you know it's very dark energy. But then you're like going off and doing other things that are very dark energy as well, right? Or you're calling your child stupid and you're doing areas that um, increase that shadow element, increase that um, dark energy. Um, you're basically putting that area of manifestation of dark energy in the home by restricting the child's area to receive acknowledgement and have the right to learn. And my thing is like, if the child's like, okay, I don't want to do it. But if the child's like, well, I just want to learn a little bit about this, or I want to maybe dress up, why can't I dress up? Or, you know, there comes limits and there comes expectations. Like you could say, well, yeah, you could dress up as maybe like a unicorn or a princess or something like that. But I don't want you dressing up as something dark energy. You know, I don't want you dressing up as a witch or a goblin or something scary. It's just very manipulative. And we see that a lot in like frantic worship. We see that a lot with like religion where it's like, you know, um, you believe in astrology, you're going to hell. (laughs) you're practicing the devil's magic, you know? Um, So having that, uh, feeling that you are superior than everybody else and your thought process is superior than everybody else is an excessive crown chakra. This is also like a spiritual addiction. And we see this a lot, like um, with cults. Somehow it turns into a religious started off as like a religious cult. Um, and then it got way out of hand, way quick. Um, we also see that 
with a lot of people with the excessive 12th house placement. Um, I know there was like this whole, this mother on like Netflix special. Oh, I forget the name of that. Um, there was like that lady who was like this vegan chef who was like trapped in this like weird abusive relationship where she lost her business and it was very like cult-like very very cult-like um it's usually because somebody and we see it a lot with conspiracies too it's that excessive crown chakra where somebody is saying this is all the knowledge that i have this knowledge is right and for whatever reason, this person, the other person isn't trusting their intuition. They're not trusting their third eye. They're not trusting everything they previously gained. And they're saying, yes, I believe you. And you have an area of somebody with a very deficient crown chakra being manipulated with somebody with a very excessive crown chakra. And usually the one with the deficient crown chakra is going to be like, yes, I believe you. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll join that cult. That sounds like a great time, <laughs> you know? So, um, that's usually where we see, it. um, excessive purity, right? Like this person is excessively telling you exactly why they are pure. They are the best thing that this cosmic universe has ever created. They're the best thing that God's created. As a matter of fact, they might be God. They might actually be God and came down from the heavens above to let you know the story, to let you know why you need to join them. Because if you don't, you're probably going to go straight to hell, right? Um, very righteous, you sometimes see this with educators, very righteous, very like, um, I can't listen to your analyzation because my analyzation is 100% correct. In fact, I invented this analyzation. I invented this thesis. This is, this is correct. So very excessive, very righteousness, you know, um, you aren't protecting, this philosophy or you aren't protecting this energy um, enough. So they'll tend to put that on the person with a deficient crown chakra. So let's talk about um, what a balanced crown chakra looks like. So a balanced crown chakra is basically acknowledging the equality the equality of other people's thoughts, the equality of other people's opinions, the equality and the empathy of other people's journeys of logics, of other people's philosophies, religions, just understanding that, hey, you might not agree with it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go ahead and throw yourself into an area of putting that righteousness on them, telling them you're a horrible person because you don't believe this or you're a horrible person or having that area where you aren't connected, right? Where you aren't connected in that place where you say, I want to learn more or can you explain it to me? Like that's a big one. Um, I feel like if somebody can't explain it to you, um, how come there's an understanding then how come they're teaching on it, right? Can you explain it to me? Can you explain to me how come, um, you know, this is happening? Or can you explain it to me? How come you believe it? 
Well, I just believe it. But how come you believe it? And if they get irritated, <laughs> that's probably an excessive crown chakra. But um, a balanced crown chakra is that open-mindedness of wanting to gain wisdom, right? When, um, because I, okay, so I grew up Catholic. And um, my family wasn't very religious, though. <laughs> they were kind of like, uh, you know, I was baptized and then that was about it. Um, but I was born Catholic. My dad um, barely ever went into church. Uh, my mom barely ever went into church. But um, I was probably about like, I don't know, like seven or eight. And my mom was a working mom. And she put me in a Catholic, um, a, a Catholic um, summer school program. And it was intense. <clears throat> and I did it every year for about, <clears throat> for at least about four, four or five years. Um, and I was in like grammar school, right? And she put me in this, um, this Catholic, <laughs> this Catholic summer school, right? And somehow, like me and my mom got into the topic about religion and um, being a Catholic. And um, I said to her, I said, um, you know, it's just so funny that you just don't really believe in the church or the religion at all. And you sent me to a Catholic, to a Catholic um, summer school for like all those years. And my mom starts laughing and she's like well that's because it was the most affordable <laughs> and, and like that is like just so like it, it, she was like it's not because I wanted you to learn Catholic you know the religion or have all these Catholic practices you know or or learn about the Bible or learn about what it is the philosophy it was because I was trying to save money <laughs> Like, okay, that explains a lot. So um, that area of open-mindedness, like her saying, I could put my daughter in this school because um, it's the most affordable and she learns a little bit about um, being Catholic and she learns a little bit about God, great. But, you know, it was never like, oh, we need to go to church tomorrow. Um, so having that open-mindedness and having that wisdom uh, having that wisdom to be able to say, like, maybe I want to step away from this practice. Maybe I want to step away from this philosophy and learn something new. And having some sort of intelligence, right, of saying, yes, let me learn this. Let me pick up this book. Let me study this. It could come in def different forms. It could come with visualization. It could come with lectures. It could come with um, with audio. It could come with reading a book. It could come with doing it. It could come with all these different areas of practice and presence, understanding the presence of right now. This is a big one because a lot of people want to take it back to history, right? Like take it back to history. Well, the Bible says, or in this time, blah, 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 or this happened. Da, 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 da. Yes, that is true. All that stuff may have happened. All that stuff may have been the background or the lineage of it. But what is happening right now in this present state? What is happening right now in this presence that is affecting your thoughts, that is affecting your thought process? What is happening right now? So the fact that so-and-so may have done something back then, 
is that affecting you right now? And also having that spiritual connection with the universe, with the cosmos, with the acceptance of the divine, with the area of downloading the divine, with the area of living in the frequency of the divine, of living in the frequency of the surrender. Um, trust me, there's days that um, things have happened and and I am just literally like, okay, I need to mentally check out, right? Or I know there's been times like I put, I will do a clubhouse room and for whatever reason, I just don't feel connected with it. I don't feel aligned with that energy. And for that moment, I won't do it, right? So understanding the messages of the divine. So I want to thank you guys so much for coming in to the room and coming in to um, listening about understanding the crown chakra. Also, um, as many of you guys know, this is the last of the chakra series and I will be doing, um, more on astrology. We're going to go through the planetary alignments and even, I think we might go through a few of, um, the zodiacs, each zodiac individually. And then after that, we will go through some of the house placements, what house placements um, mean, what the house placements really center with. And then we will also go through um, some of the conjunctions, just with the meaning of each, like what is a conjunction, what is a sextile, what is opposition in the astrology, what it all means. So I am super excited about doing that. I'm just going to pin this link real quick. Um, and for those who are listening to the podcast, it will be in the show notes where you can tap into <clears throat> if you would want to get a reading, if you would want to do a booking option, also where you can check out chakras and cuss words. Um, it also has my clubhouse link, um, my creating your business or brand through the chakra system workbook, which um, I do do rooms on clubhouse every Thursday. Sounds like I'm going to go back to Thursdays of learning about the chakras for business. So thank you. Thank you, everybody. And have an amazing holiday. Um, spend it with family. Um, have fun and let the mind rest. Try to get some meditation and breath work in before you um, start your day. Also, um, I do have sound baths and meditation on chakras and cuss words. So there's tons of chakra-based sound baths and guided meditations for you. So have an amazing day and bye. Hey friends, I just want to tell you that the Hey Girl You Can Club is having their second year anniversary party on Clubhouse. This is an amazing event. It's totally free and it's going to happen this Friday, January 13th at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is an all-day event and I will actually be hosting a room on how to use Clubhouse to create more areas of engagement for your business or your brand. It's going to be such a fun time. Hope to see you there. The link to the room will be in this podcast show notes. Everybody have an amazing day. Bye.